All right, you're big three, man. That's all we got left is big three. Okay, we're down to our top three. So my three was one that I think was already listed, but uh, it's Ghostbusters Afterlife. That was my nine, I think. Yeah. Got to watch it. Okay, so it was everything I could have ever wanted from a Ghostbusters sequel in the year of 2021. So obviously we yeah. couldn't have Harold Ramis, but they did a really great way of yeah. working around it, and they actually made him the centerpiece of the movie, even though he's not in it Oh no, technically. It was, it was great. Um, it made me have an a invoked an emotional reaction out of me. So there's a moment at which is the moment in that the was film. Sad as fuck. When the thing happens yeah. where the kid and her grandfather are doing the thing mm. together. This is me in the theater shaking, <laughs> hold, trying not to cry my fucking eyes out. And then the grandfather has a conversation yeah. or a thing with his three thing. old buddies. Thing. Which makes me, again, try not to cry <laughs> my eyes out in a fucking movie theater. Like, this movie gave me two very deep emotional reactions in a fucking five minute window. Oh, it was, it did, was, did they get a sound alike or did they cut from? So what I've read about the makeup, about the, the, the representation of that character is that that was an actor that they made up to look like Harold Ramis. Got it. So what you're seeing is not CGI, even though there's some CGI work, it's actually an actor. I look like, Made up to look like him. It's actually it's a it's a familiar actor. I believe he's from Law and Order. But uh, if you look yeah, at it, like it's not Ross Marquand who does like everything. No, these no, days. no, 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 no. It's not him. But uh, there's somebody who paints him up. You know, they they make him up to look just like it. And yeah. it's fucking great. Yeah, because the only shout out he got in the 2016 was a bust of him outside the office, and I yeah. didn't even think it looked like him. No, it I'm didn't. like who is uh, this th- weird this, guy? This yeah. is. This is amazing. No, they they definitely did justice to the Ghostbusters franchise with this version. And, 100%. Uh, yeah, and it made me forget about how much the... Other one was bad. So bad. It, it completely wiped out the bad taste in my mouth from the previous movie. Yeah. I don't hate the female version. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I don't hate... Probably because Leslie Jones, in my mind, is a woman who cannot do anything wrong. But. Don't get me wrong. I like those women. I like all four of those women. That movie was fucking made with not the Ghostbusters heart in mind. No, no, absolutely not. No, it was Paul Feig all the way. Right, right. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to take this concept and make it my own. And, and the while- fact that the three surviving members agreed to do cameos in that was just like, eh. all right. But yeah. maybe they were expecting a little bit more heart in well, the end of that. I think we were expecting those characters to show up as the characters they should have been. Yeah. Not the characters that they did. Yeah. And I think that's part of what made us a little sad. A little sad. sad. Yep. Sad and sour. But uh, this one makes up for it. Not a big time. 100%. Okay. It's on the Plex. It's on, yes, it is. It's on the list. Both versions are on the Plex. Highly recommend. Um, it hits all the notes. Paul Rudd's great in it. Uh, the kids yeah, are great kids in it. Great. Even though, uh, you know, that's hit or miss with kids. It's like, oh, well, you know, a group of kids. Uh, maybe I'll like yeah. it. Maybe I won't. This one was fucking awesome. Okay. Kid's name is Podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Podcast. I never thought I'd like a movie where the kid's name is Podcast. Well, yeah. Better that than an adult. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. But uh, yeah, that was my number. Oh, wait. Three. Was that three or two? Three. I just fucked up. I gave my number two as my number three, and that's my fine. number three is my number two. So I'm just going to flip-flop those two. Yeah, just... And uh, you know what? Because you know what? My number three actually should be my number two. So I'm going to leave it at that. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Boom. A fucking awesome movie. It's an okay solid three for me. All right. There we go. Uh, mine is the uh, direct-to-streaming to Paramount+. Plus. It is the second one on my list that was a TV show turned into a film. And it was released at the very end of 2021, and it is Reno 911, The Hunt for QAnon. Damn. Fucking hilarious. Blows Reno 911 in Miami out of the water. The previous movie. Yes. So this is full-length feature film. This is a full-length feature film with almost the entire cast from all seasons returning. With the exception of the one uh, Rizzo, who played 
Charles on Reno 911. He showed up in the final season. But everybody else shows up for this film. That's great. And it's all on a cruise ship as they try to serve papers to the real <laughs> Q. And there's uh, Patton Oswalt, like a ton of people from the previous series yeah, as well. Yeah. Patton Oswalt pretends to be Q. Uh, there is a musical number in the middle of this film in which they bring Pink on for a cameo. Wow. <laughs> and, well, I know, it's a comedy, so it's not really a spoiler. Who really turns out to be Q in the very end? None other than Miss RuPaul Charles. Oh, oh. wow. Holy shit. That was like right. RuPaul, Q Paul. It's Q Paul. As RuPaul in drag or oh, yeah. the, the yeah. male RuPaul? It was male Drew, male, male RuPaul in like a turban type thing. Okay, so it was like his male iteration of... Right, not right. the full female persona. Got you, got you, got you. Because uh, his um, hosting on SNL recently like it was like this season was fucking great mm-hmm. and he didn't do the full drag he was just himself and i yep. thought that was awesome it was a yeah i love that episode yeah and of yeah. course i'm i'm marrying somebody who's a huge uh drag race fan <laughs> he does a fantasy league every time it's on so okay um yeah it's a ton of cameos from the previous seasons uh rupaul is the the villain <laughs> it's much longer than miami so that wins points on that did you see any of the quibi season that they put out oh yeah no i watched the okay. entire thing okay so was uh, is it bouncing off of the quibi season yes or? little bit in the fact that in the quibi season they also brought in everybody from from the previous seasons as well but you don't need the quibi season no. to to enjoy the movie no, absolutely okay not. got just, you got you. just the original seasons would be sufficient including that last one that had a couple of the new Actors when they uh, killed off Clementine and killed off Garcia. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But they all came, Carlos Ellis Rocky came back. Wendy McLovin came back. Carrie Silver. They all they all, they all came back. Came back. Mary Bird song. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and cool. the the musical number is Billy Ocean's Caribbean Queen. <laughs> that the entire cast sings and dances to, and Pink eventually takes the lead on. And I was like. This fucking movie has Pink and RuPaul. <laughs> Someone gay wrote this movie, and it's it's hilarious. Uh, and unlike Miami, where they kind of do side adventures like an actual episode of Reno 911, this is all about the search for QAnon. Oh, that's very cool. And they nice. all go undercover onto a QAnon cruise, booze cruise. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, did you see Barb and Mar... Go to Vista, oh, Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! Zinger. Oh, spoiler. Spoiler alert. Okay. Spoiler. Because I maybe I felt like I was getting those kind of vibes from the Reno Nine One One movie. The oh new yeah. One. They're kind of like adjacent in Very terms much of adjacent. like yeah. tone and vibe. To have Jamie. What's his name? Jamie Dorm, the one from Fifty Shades. He did a musical number in Barb and Star. <laughs> that movie was like, it was weird, but it was also kind of funny. Yep. Yes, it was. Like, it, it was, was just fucking I found weird, it but it was highly funny. entertaining, well, but I'm not going to spoil yeah, it. Yeah, well, let's not spoil things. Let's not spoil things. But So that's that's my number three. That's you your number three? Paramount Plus, go watch it. Okay, I'm in. It's also on the Plexus. All right. Wonderful. My three. Tree. Has to go back to... Being on a boat in the Jungle Chris. Oh, okay. I thoroughly, wow. liked it that I much. You liked it, that? it was enjoyable. It. it was absolutely enjoyable. But I, I, I have avo- watched it three it. times already. Okay. The just the puns and the dad jokes. Yeah. I literally have to stop the movie because I can't stop laughing. And you know really? that many of those puns are directly yeah. pulled from the ride. When I mentioned it, you had told me that. So that I know it was a, a ride become yeah. a movie kind of thing. Yes. Okay. What, so See, I had no idea about the ride. So Neither originally, I, so. it was a 1950s, I think it was an original Disneyland ride because Walt helped create it. And it was an educational eight-minute journey around this jungle that okay. they created with anim, audio animatronics. Uh, and it was purely educational, and then over time, after Walt's passing, the parks decided we could probably spruce this up with a, yeah. a joke here or there. 
to the point now in 2022, the whole thing is a joke. It's just joke after joke after joke. And that's where a lot of that comes from. Oh, man, I could not stop And, of course, I'm giddy like a child going, oh, I know that joke. I know that joke. Like so, I said, I, I have to literally pause the movie because I can't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. That funny, huh? I think it's hilarious. So that's interesting because I'm getting two really great perspectives on it. It sounds like you enjoyed it a lot because it was nostalgic to the ride. The and same it, way that Pirates is nostalgic to the ride. And then, but you, not familiar not knowing, with the ride, yeah. still were able to enjoy the movie oh, yeah. as it stood. Now, let me ask you, did any of your affinity towards Dwayne Johnson help towards this? Well... He just oozes charisma. Yeah, he's charming, <laughs> charming AF. So, so, but I mean, you but being yeah, a pro wrestling had, fan, yeah. did that feed into that? No, not not at all. I thoroughly okay. enjoy just treasure hunting movies. Okay, so that kind of topped the list. Okay, and then throwing the rock in it was like better. Was just better, and then okay, and some twists. There yeah, was some. Oh, hundred percent. The yeah, yep. that out just in case. Again, very similar to pirates. A little bit. Well, the the yeah. first one. So Emily Blunt. The hotness. Mm-hmm. So how the hotness going was she into in that? I was like, eh. Coming out of that, my god. Yeah, the hotness. The hotness is there. Okay. She's like that. Like when I saw Mary Soulmate. Poppins, yeah, I was yeah. like, I had no expectations, and I came out loving her. Yeah. yeah. See, I went in going not having anything whatsoever for Emily Blunt. Coming out of it, I was like, she just won my heart. Rumor is she's going to be Black Widow in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Oh, please do. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I had also heard her husband's going to be um, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. Yep. Um, so and also so, Tom Cruise is set to be Tony Stark. Damn. There's like I see that in more the way that he played Austin Powers. Like okay. it's oh. sort of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. So it's supposed to be just a cameo like like a, like a, oh, this was the alternate. But I mean, in 2008, he lost out to Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. So paying homage to that great, they are making him iron man in this multiverse little multiverse cameo cannot thing. wait for that movie so he's a tony stark variant which is fucking awesome i love that idea yep so i i thoroughly enjoy it just didn't I make my top that. 10 it didn't crack the top 10 for me yeah. that's fair i think that's fair. but you enjoyed it though but because you had that like thing where you've been on the ride mm-hmm. so you were Comparing it to, ladies and gentlemen, the backside of water <laughs> is a joke as the boat goes oh. under a waterfall. Kills me. And then they start shouting, O2H, O2H, because it's the backside of water. And then, That's pretty funny. And That's man, a dad joke of oh, all dad so, jokes. So good. Yeah. And the man the has a, a pet tiger. No, a pet jaguar. That's interesting. Yeah. It, it's Some like, great cast. Uh, yeah. Paul Giamatti's in it. Yeah, um, he's the, Jesse Plemons or uh, no, you, Meth Damon. He's the, Meth Damon. <laughs> Meth Damon. Go back and he's, watch he's Breaking the, Bad. He's, he's Meth the, Damon. That the, uh, homeboy's got a fucking giant squash, too, yeah, by yeah. the way. like With a German accent and the Hitler mustache. Oh, yeah. he's got a German accent in this? And like, oh, Giamatti was Italian, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. It was a really good... I, I, I thoroughly and did not see the, 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 the twist. And the, yeah. I neither. It was yeah. great. And the brother... The brother was hilarious. So good. Um, I had to... Google him. I'm like, is he really gay? Because he's playing this <laughs> very gay. Who's the actor playing the brother? British guy, tall British guy. Um, Matthew. Matthew. Did you see? Um, did you see Good Omens? Jack the Whitehall. First episode. Oh, never mind. Yeah. All right. No. So yeah. yeah I, Jack Whitehall. Jack his, Whitehall. You should go back and watch the whole Good Omens. Yeah, that's on my list. Yeah, for sure. He plays in that. He plays a descendant of a witch hunter. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Which is very weird in a movie about God and the devil, but yeah, <laughs> he plays a witch hunter. That one's on my list for sure. That becomes kind of like an integral plot point at the end. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like that. Well, there's a second season of that coming there soon, There is, right? yes. Yeah, I'll they probably have to talk, catch up uh, with that before it uh, launches. Yeah. They had to talk the writer into it because he never wrote a sequel because his writing partner passed away. Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Yep. That's right. He, Terry Pritchett. Right. Yeah. And so they also took Terry Pritchett's Discworld and they turned that into The Watch. Oh, okay. Which was, that was an okay series. Yeah. A little too British, so it was easy to kind of like get tired of it. But uh, good show. I just did 12 seasons of Red Dwarf. Well, there you go. Too British. Well, there you go. Exactly. (laughs) So (laughs) it's very much like a modern Red Dwarf if if I had to compare it to anything. All right. The Watch, though. Check it out. Terry Pritchett. 
Jungle Cruise for yeah, that's your my, number three. That's my three. So that brings me to number two, right? Yep. So what my number two was originally was Ghostbusters, but I made it my number three because I fucked up. But my real number two now. No, 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 no. It is. We just spoiled that one. It's nobody. Oh, oh my god. This came that has out been on my be- to watch list. Yeah. Oh, it's on my list. There's Bob Odenkirk, come on. Dude. Christopher Lloyd, come on. Why am I have not watched this yet? This came out at the beginning of the pandemic. It was the second movie I watched after I got my sound bar with a 5.1 sound. It is if you're a John Wick fan, you're going to fucking love nobody. You're going to fucking love nobody. The casting it's- of Bob Odenkirk in that role. Perfect. Yeah. So he plays this like schlubby dad that after a, you know, he's Bob Odenkirk. He's an ex-secret agent living a mundane life until his past self resurfaces unexpectedly after a home invasion robbery. So this thing happens to him and his family that unlocks who he was. And it's just like this like journey of like this badass revenge John Wick fucking story and it sounds right up my alley. dope and like you said co-starring christopher lloyd as his dad and the rizza what as his fucking as his adopted brother and there is a moment and i don't want to spoil anything where all three of them are back to back with guns blazing in um, the third act love it sounds good fucking awesome i would have to imagine after that is written that movie is written there was 20 other actors in mind for that lead before they got to Bob Odenkirk. And they made the right choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like casting him in Breaking Bad. Do we really want somebody comedic for Saul? Yeah, you do. And then you're going to give him his own fucking spinoff. And that's going to be great, too. So for a comedic actor who you don't think would be an action-laden hero, he fucking nailed it. He fucking nailed it. Oh, yeah. He's somebody who nailed it. Take again, going back to Breaking Bad, Walter White, Brian Cranston was not their first choice because he's the comedy dad. Right. You cast that brilliantly. Give these people a chance. Frank Grillo, again, side actor in the Marvel Universe. Fantastic and boss level. Boss level. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's part of, you know, part of the charm of it is Bob Odenkirk nailed it as a comedic action hero who plays the schlubby dad at first. And uh, it's always nice to see Riza in a movie too. Yep. Fucking love Riza. And uh, yeah, that's my uh, number two. Number two. All right. Well, mine. It was you that had Spider-Man. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so uh, hold on before you go. Did you guys break down your ties and split them? Or do you still have your tie? No, I don't. No, have my, I, no more ties. I, I abolished ties. Right. I was going to do a tie, and then I okay. decided not to. My tie would have been Suicide Squad with, like, number four or five. That's what... Yeah, if my, I had other ties, tie like been. Mitchell's versus the Machines and Ron Goes yeah, yeah, Wrong, yeah. but the, that would have been, like, 11 for me. Right, right. right. Uh, that. So, Spider-Man, No Way Home. So, here's the Did question. You saw it in I, the theater, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So we already know about where you saw Spider-Man. Only like two weeks ago. <laughs> so was it a great fucking Marvel movie? Yes. Or was it a lazy attempt? It was fucking great. That's what I'm thinking too. It was fucking great. Because <laughs> you're like, well, wait a minute. We've already seen Sandman and we've already seen the Green Goblin. Why are we not seeing new villains? But I don't fucking care because Multiverse. we're getting Alfred Molina back. We're getting Willem Dafoe back. Thomas Hayden Church, who voice he did not show up on set once, but still it worked. Yeah. Um, Jamie Foxx Jamie Fox. actually looks better this time around than he did last oh, time. Oh, so much better. Toby Maguire's looking better than he has in the past because uh, he he put on some pounds for uh, something that I saw him in. Well, uh, and Andrew even, Garfield is just fucking adorable. They played it so two things for that. They played into the joke with Andrew Garfield. I mean, sorry, with Toby Maguire. Where they, I think it was Andrew Garfield's character called him a youth pastor. Yeah, <laughs> well, which he did look like a youth pastor. That was fucking funny. So yeah, it was a phenomenal movie. The only thing that I think could have been talked about just a little bit to to open up the whole multiverse thing was um, previous guy Mysterio. Oh. Right. Uh, yeah. Jake, Jake, thank you. Thank you very much. Could not think of Jay. I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Why did I could not remember that? Because <laughs> um, he really, that character was supposed to be 
a multiverse character, but in the end, turns out was not. But right, right. Uh, just to go in a little bit of of that mythology, like, wait, we've this this whole breaking up the multiverse shouldn't be too much of a surprise because we were kind of warned ahead of time that this might happen. Right, right. Uh, so we got some inkling, some teasing of multiverse stuff. Yeah. In Far From Home, which then actually happened. Yeah. In No Way Home. I would like just a little wink and a nod, other than, you know, that they showed the video that he outs Peter Parker at the beginning. Uh, but no, I, and you put Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange in anything, it's going to be a fantastic fucking movie. Hells yeah. So I have additional opinions on that, but we'll save that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I. Just thought it was uh, the 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 part that got me that almost brought me to tears was uh, our MCU Spider Man Tom Holland when he's about to take care of the Green Goblin and Tobey Maguire stops him and I was like oh that's, yeah. oh that that hit a nerve and I don't know why but I was just about to be in tears for that yeah oh there was a moment for me with tears too but we'll get to that shortly <laughs> oh yeah yeah that I didn't because I had read something else you knew about it yeah. going in I yeah. didn't know about it and there's a lot we'll get to it <laughs> I had read somebody was probably just you know taking a dump on the internet um that when strange fixes everything he fixes everything yeah which creates more tragedy yeah which i loved uh, it's like the resolution was, was darker and more tragic i heard than it that led, than may, it's led on may's situation gets reversed is what i had read oh and i was like oh that did not happen why are the credits rolling yeah what? is it oh, a post-credit sh- scene is it no he's standing there with happy oh, <sighs> oh i know right and that made it even worse in that regard so, yep, that was my number two. What would your number two? Well, definitely wasn't Spider Man. No, it wasn't. Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, mine, I'm going to take my tie and throw one of them aside, and I'll talk about it after. Okay. Um, but my number two is The Harder They Fall, Western movie on Netflix. Hmm. Western. Western. Tell me about it. Um, so, all the characters are taken from actual Western, like, real events. But the guy that wrote it gave them all new backstories. But so it's, the, it's characters, the characters are real, like, real people. Like, you can look them up and all that shit. But their backstories, he wrote. So they made it like the Young Guns. Yes. Where there was William Bonney yeah, and yeah, all yeah, these yeah. actual characters. Or, like, Tombstone. Yeah, yeah. Actual, actual people, people. Yeah. Fictional story. Yeah. Do you, you know that's how Wesley got his name? What? Wesley and all uh, all three brothers in that family got their names from outlaws. Really? What? Wesley is actually Jonathan Wesley. After Jonathan Wesley Harden. His brother is William Cody. Uh, but he also, uh, he goes by Cody as the middle name. And uh, their oldest brother, Jesse James. What? What? Fuck! Yeah. That is awesome. That's yep. great. That Don't, is awesome. That's what they wanted to do, so they were all named after outlaws. That's fantastic. That's I sick. love that. I like that. Yeah, I'm marrying a Jonathan Wesley Hart. <laughs> You're marrying an so outlaw. Does that inform a lot of his perspective and opinions, or is that just like a novelty thing for him? Novelty thing, <laughs> except you. for his love of the American buffalo. That's the oh. only thing that ties him back to the old west. Oh yeah. Yep. And that's just naturally ingrained with him. Mm-hmm. Based upon where he grew up, or how did that happen? No idea. Just it's a childhood just thing. Yep. His um his engagement ring has a buffalo all around it. <laughs> I know it's love. I love that. <laughs> Gotta love your unicorns. Um, yeah. Uh, I just thought. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. The go Western ahead. movie. I feel like it'd be right up your alley. Hundred percent. Um, pretty much all black cast. Idris Elba is the main villain. Okay. Nat Love is the guy who's going after Idris Elba. Okay. Because he killed his father in front of him. Interesting. So it's another one of those revenge kind of looking for yep. outlaw gang type of thing. Regina King is the number two Ooh, for Idris I Elba. I love her. Interesting. I love and her so much. he's locked up on a train and they go and outlaw the West and free him from the train. This what? had got no hype. I was about to say, where, where can somebody Netflix. watch it? It's on Netflix. Netflix original. Okay. Interesting. Uh, the guy 
wrote it, also did the soundtrack, and that is why it's my number two. Wow. The soundtrack in the movie is unbelievable. Hip-hop soundtrack? Or? Yeah. And he wrote half of the songs himself for the movie. Interesting. Interesting. That sounds so awesome. They took the some of the hip-hop songs and have them have like a weird Western theme. Okay. I'm so I'm I think I may have actually seen a trailer for this movie. I noticed in 2021 there was an influx of independent Western movies. Yeah, big time. Huge amount. Yeah, uh Benedict Cumberbatch has one. Yeah, better uh there's also one that um it's uh it's the guy from Avatar, Thomas Jane and Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. It's called The Last Son. That's another western. Wow. They're all showing up. I don't know if there was like this just this flux of like Yellowstone probably brought back that popularity. Maybe. You know, so that's the other thing too is I just finished Yellowstone. Like I'm like this is fucking great. I'm like is the cowboy back? Like mm-hmm. what's the deal, you know? And I think that's yeah. probably it. You're right there. It's you the know? cycle. It's yeah. It was vampires and now it's cowboys. Know, again. Cowboys and yeah. And then it'll be cowboys and vampires. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there for it. Yeah. And then cowboys and aliens will be relevant again. <laughs> <laughs> it should have done better. It should, it should have. have done. By all rights and purposes, it should have. Yeah, definitely right up. I think it's right up your alley in the, in the Western theme. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to check As that a, one out. It's nice, on my list now. A deep, deep story. Nice. That's on my list now. And uh, I think it's interesting to have the all-black cast. So, like, I don't know. There was a Vietnam movie with an all-black cast. It was fucking awesome. I was like, oh, that's, like, pretty cool. And there's, like, every so often they'll do, like, all-black cast version of something. Yeah. There was the Vietnam one. I'm trying, blanking on the name of it. It sounds like this is the version of that, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, this is... Uh... Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James Samuels. He uh, wrote and directed the whole thing. Nice. Wow. Yeah, it's on my list now. For Sounds sure. like very independent with Idris Elba. Yeah. And, it's uh, amazing. And Nat Love, he was um, the villain in Loki at the end. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Jonathan Majors? Yeah. He oh, has been blowing shit. up, too, because he hosted Saturday Night Live well, not that long ago. Yeah, he's going to be yeah. motherfucking Kang. He's yep. the Thanos so, of yeah. the next... Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, yeah the one the, that played uh, Kang. He was... Uh, He's the other main. Wow. It's a great cast. That guy in three years is going to be fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah. He's going to be so popular. Um, so he was mildly introduced in Loki, but he's going to be full-fledged in Ant-Man 3, yeah. which comes out next year. Uh, yeah, 23. Awesome. I mean, that's and like um, Lakeith Stanfield. Who, yeah. You know, just after Atlanta, just started blowing up. Fucking... Lakeith Stanfield, I'll watch anything he's in. Yep. Atlanta, awesome. That show, awesome. Teddy Perkins, fucking awesome. Love that shit. Yep. And he's also slated for Creed 3. Wow. Oh, wait. Jonathan Majors is? Interesting. He's playing what, a villain? No, they don't say. They just say that he's in Creed 3. I really liked Creed 3. uh, Creed 2. And I actually like Tree 2 for a lot of the same reasons I like my number one. Nostalgia? Well, <laughs> I'll get there. So that was your number two, right? We so are now down to the finals. The finals, right? So this is my number one, which mm-hmm. is kind of obvious. You know what we've, it is. We've teased it the whole time. It's fucking Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. What to say about fucking <laughs> Spider-Man? It hasn't been said already. Well, okay. Well, it had everything. This place has everything. Yeah, I feel like Stefan. Hold on. <laughs> oh, S- Spider-Man No Way Home. It had everything. What didn't it have? It was a sequel to Toby, uh, Toby Spider-Man. <laughs> it was a sequel to Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. It wrapped up the current Spider-Man trilogy. It opened the fucking door. Floodgates. To the, the floodgates <laughs> to the rest of the Marvel Universe. The rest of the MCU. It opened the floodgates to the fucking Sony MCU. It did so much in one single movie that it had no right doing and was still fucking good in the Mm -hmm. end. Like, I... So, one of the things that helped keep Ghostbusters and Spider-Man on my top three was that it invoked a physical reaction from me. And the major death scene in the third act, because it was, you know what? It was the death 
that explained a lot and gave us the components that we were waiting for for Tom Holland Spider-Man. So it did all of that all wrapped up into one and it for a movie that juggled so much, it did it so well. And that's why it was my number one. It fucking covered all bases. Loved it. I just loved I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I fucking loved it. I just Willem Dafoe's Goblin, amazing. He just hosted Saturday Night Live this past week. Amazing. Too. Yep. I what I watched that too. That was awesome. Um Jamie Foxx maligned villain in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Awesome in this. Yeah. Sandman. Fucking terrible Spider-Man sequel. Completely redeemed in this movie. And for me, it was Alfred Molina. He's the one that I wanted the full redemption. And I loved Octavius. I Our auto. <laughs> he was so good in this. Yeah. yeah. So good in this. And it was just like... I'm glad he was the first one to come in. Yes. Okay, so I do have to go back all the way back to when we first started seeing previews for this. I heard James Franco's voice off screen as opposed to Willem Dafoe. That could have been the case, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got canceled out because of all the allegations. It was a very young goblin that I heard as opposed to Willem, because Willem's got that voice. Yeah, right, right. But I heard James Franco. So I can't confirm one way or the other because I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if they started with that and then changed because of the things that happened with Franco. Part two is that I read recently the from the screenwriter that Willem Dafoe's Goblin being the main villain in this movie was not the main villain prior. There was somebody else. Couldn't have been Otto. He, he's the one that... He's the one that had like the, some, one of the most sympathetic turns as a villain um and i'm i'm so glad that they introduced him first in it right uh and i just love alfred molina i just think he's fucking awesome right um who would it have been then no idea but the five that we saw on screen or somebody else somebody else was supposed to be the main villain it could have been mysterio because you know as we know he kind of was omitted from the finale um but uh, it could have been Mysterio. It could have been somebody we didn't see yet. It could have been James Franco. It could have been his character that was going to have the big arc with Toby. And then, you know, he would have been the goblin. Yeah. You know, could have been both. They could have had both. They could have had both. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, my brain just kind of shut off for a second. Would Strange's spell have worked out differently with the multiverse, had Loki not been the instigator, or female Loki not been the instigator with Kang in the series. So that's an interesting point, because we have to think of time and dimension as two different things, right? right? Because Loki's break of time created multiverses because the lineage of time was broken, right? But they were all in their own respective threads until this spell caused everything to start shattering and they were all coming through, as Doctor Strange puts it, in the third act, right? So whereas in the cool thing I thought about that third act is that you see all these villains that were like silhouettes in the sky and you got to see like Kraven the Hunter and Rhino who were all like spidey villains that were all dying to see done properly. And they kind of hinted at it. But beyond that, they were all these other timelines that are now converging onto this one. So that's part of what made Spider-Man No Way Home so exciting is that I, I when the when time space started to fracture like it did in Loki, that's when I squeezed Wesley's hand like, oh my God, it's it is the same special like, effect that they use in Loki. I was like, yeah. You're like it's oh, happening. it's happening. The fracture is happening. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, it's nice to see that cohesion between the, all the other MCU movies. It was nice to see that it was still a jumping off point for the Sony movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like even the Venom tag, like they took like the dumbest, most like simple tag with Venom and expanded upon it even more where we thought we were going to get this full-fledged Venom integration into the MCU. It's like, they were like, nope, 
this is just a tease. Yep. And here's the little piece to go with it. And I thought that was awesome too. And then now the 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 fans all now rallying because like if you look at the three Spider-Men together, like Andrew, how can you not love Andrew Garfield even more? Yep. Coming out of that because like he was the struggling middle brother, Peter number three, like <laughs> he fucking owned it. And I loved that aspect of it. And when he, two things, one, when Toby was like, you're part of the, uh, when Tom Holland was like, Oh, I've been with the Avengers. He goes, that's great. Who are they? <laughs> Which was great because it informed that Peter, uh, that Toby's Peter had no frame of reference for Avengers. Or that Toby's Peter has the ability to shoot webs out of his wrist without the aid of anything else. Yeah. Organically, yeah. right. And that was just so great that that was riffed on. And then you look at uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, who was like, oh, um, you you dealt with aliens? That was crazy. Like, yeah. That's cool. Like, I want to meet aliens. So that opens up us as viewers to be like, oh, we'd like to see Andrew Garfield maybe take on Tom Hardy's Venom. Yep. You know what I mean? And that might be cool unto itself, too. There, And I walked out of there going, there were four Brits in that movie, and you couldn't even tell. You it couldn't. Was Holland, it was Andrew Garfield, it was Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's uh, Alfred Molina. Four British actors. Yep. I was like, and then American ass Toby Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. You could, you know, there's just so much that went into No Way Home that I couldn't help but make it my number one movie. Yeah. It was just fucking awesome. And there's a reason why it's like 20 million away from overtaking Avatar. Yep. As it should. Right. It's overtaking Avengers Endgame. That's fucking huge. Mm-hmm. It wrapped up. Two other franchises in a single... It wrapped up three (laughs) franchises in a single fucking movie. Like, what the hell? It was awesome. And saved two others while doing it. And it redeemed the last two while doing it. Fucking awesome. That's why Spider-Man No Way Home, that's my number one. You all should go see it. That's why he gets a five. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he's a five on Brian's list. But he's the number one on mine. Yep. Well, my number one, <laughs> I can't, I can't like say as much as I did. I should have put Spider-Man as number one too. <laughs> my number one is very hard to say in New England. It's Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Bob and Star I'm almost, go to Vista Del Mar, kid. I'm almost positive we've had this conversation when I went, saw this the first time back in January or February. It was like yeah. one of the first movies no, in yeah, yeah, we talked about it. Because the entire Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar is actually a side plot to the real part of this movie. <laughs> Kristen Wiig plays two characters in this film, one being Barb or Star. I think she's Barb. She also plays the villain, <laughs> who is an albino, <laughs> who is trying to blow up Vista Del Mar. That's hilarious. And Jamie Dornan, who is um, Christian Grey from the, the that series, um is one of her henchmen that both women fall in love with, both Barb and Star <laughs> fall in love with. Uh, her co-star, Annie Mamulo. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. She's She's been in a few things, but she actually helped write Bridesmaids. Oh, okay. So they, okay. Helped, so they worked together to, to co-write this film. Okay. It's just fucking wacky. At every turn, it is wacky that you expect from a comedy of two best friends a divorcee and a widow yeah. going on a vacation together after getting fired by a Jennifer's convertible because <laughs> their store was closing and nobody told them. So now let me ask you, but number one though, I, it's it. Since I saw it a year ago, it has been on my brain. Everything about this movie just tickles, tickles fancy. me. Yeah. Including an unexpected, but very welcome cameo from the Reba McIntyre oh. <laughs> as Trish the Mermaid. Wow. So let me ask you, did you revisit it since? I have not it? revisited since. But and it's been I in will. your mind though, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It seems like Spider-Man should be number one based on what we've discussed tonight. Oh, Spider-Man you absolutely <laughs> should I have, be number I one. have him at five. But Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar <laughs> is just that stupid, stupid kind of comedy 
that I just fall in love with. So that was one of the things that helped put Spider-Man at number one is that it was a movie that's oh, that since I've seen it, it's been at the foreground of my mind, yeah. and I've wanted to see it since. And I haven't had a chance to, but I was like, man, I want to watch that again. And I'm I'm probably going to watch it this weekend, just now that I've been through this top yeah, ten. Yeah, talking about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it was like, that's what helped put it at number one. At first, I wasn't going to put it at number one. I was like, oh, maybe one of these indies that I really enjoyed yeah, deserves yeah. number one. Kind of, like, I think, the way that you made your choice. But, uh, um, like, because it was at the foreground in my mind, the same way this one's at the foreground of your mind, I can see why it earns number one in it's the top spot. just tickles my fancy. Yeah, I started to watch it, and then I kind of drifted off a little bit. Um, but like, stick like, with it, stick with it. The There's... Chinese paper boy at the beginning, that whole <laughs> sequence, like that kind of got me chuckling as one of the henchmen to the villain. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, like, I think I can get on board with this movie. Yep. Do <laughs> Do yourself a favor and watch, well, the whole watch thing. it all the way through two musical numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so normally a musical number would turn me off, but I mean, I think uh, in this context I might enjoy it. Yeah. I think you would. Nice. I, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's a numero uno. Numero uno for me. Okay. Right. What's your numero uno? That's the same thing. It tickles my fancy, and I've been waiting for this for years. Years. So this is a lot of anticipation that came into this number one of yours. Get over here! Oh, shit! Yep. It's my oh, number one. Wow. Shit. Wow. Number so, one. So number tell one. me why that Mortal Kombat made your number one. The whole source material minus the one main character has been on point. Um, I grew up with Mortal Kombat, so it has that fancy, let me tickle your balls while you're just sitting here kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of how like Ghostbusters was for you. Yes. So it was very nostalgic for you. Oh, 100%. Okay. But did it invoke any emotion? The whole time, because I've been waiting for this karate movie <laughs> to actually happen. But did and- it actually bring you to tears, though? Not tears. Okay. Maybe tears of joy at the end because I was just like, oh. Tears from your penis. Did, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you have a leaky, leaky, leaky piece of junk? Well, you know, and Sonya kind of popped on a little bit, maybe. That's you know. fair because she, she's the hotness. <laughs> but uh, it uh, tickled all my fancies. I've been waiting for a, a redemption from the last one. Just how bad they just made it out to be. Do you feel like they um, did Mortal Kombat justice with this new one? Yeah. I oh. think so. Okay. Um, and it, the fight scenes looked a lot better than the last ones. Okay. Um, and it's pretty much just fight scenes the entire time. Okay. Because that's the story of Mortal Kombat is... In this one, Shang Tsung comes in and doesn't want Mortal Kombat, so he tries to take over Earth before... The tournament happens. The tournament happens. So yeah. He finds all the fighters and they fight. So one of the, I thoroughly enjoyed Mortal Kombat. One of the things that kept it off the no, the top ten list for me was that they never got to the tournament. Yeah, that's the story. Number two, the second Mortal Kombat, right? In you know source material is they win, then they go to the tournament. But before that even happens, Shao mm-hmm. Kahn shows up. Well, the first game was a tournament too, right? The original game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing is just uh, you go to wherever. But when they started doing the storyline for tournaments, yeah, this is what happens. Okay. All right. So, so like so the PS4, the PS3. Those versions of the those games. Those versions of like the storyline based. That's okay. where the source material is pulled from. Okay, so that's something where I missed, where I'm familiar with the source material from the one, two, three versions of the game. Yeah, where you just show up and boom, shock a lock. You're, y- yeah, yeah, you're yeah, in yeah. the tournament. So I was expecting a little bit more of that. Yeah. So when there wasn't a tournament at the end or in somewhere in between, yeah. I was like, oh, I feel kind of gypped, right? Especially because they burned through like characters like Goro. All the characters, yeah. Right. Fatalities happened for characters that aren't coming back now that I expected to see in a tournament setting. Yeah. So that was one of the things I was like, okay, well, maybe this is a little bit like, you know, that kind of like ruined it for me. But um, overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So had I known it was pulling more from like the later games that I didn't have context into, and that's another thing where like the source material 
informed it for me, which then in turn made me have an adverse reaction to yeah. the final product. Happened with Shang Chi. Happened See that, with this. like with Shang Chi, I had no source material whatsoever. So you enjoyed it. A I lot enjoyed more. it more uh, because of the the fight scenes. Yep, you know right, that's right, that right. karate movie that I need. Right, right, right. The only thing that took away from it was once you got past that first twenty minutes, right, of the fight scenes left and right. Now you have story arc, right, right, which is back to the Marvel. Let me pull on your heartstrings. Yep. Put this all together to fit in the universe. Yep. And then the final fight scene in the end. Right. Which was more of just a matrix. And it was a lot of the main character kind of coming into his own anyway. Yeah. Right. But so. the very beginning though, badass. Yeah. So the other thing was like, they gave us this new character who was supposed to be a different character. So that was the thing is technically in source material in the video games doesn't exist. New character made for this movie's purpose. But tied to an old but character. But tied to an old character. And all the hints are there. If you know the source material, you right. can kind of put it together. Be like, huh, those colors look familiar. <laughs> oh, no. You have a giant rope and a spear. Oh, I wonder who that is. But also, like, this new guy's ability, like, was completely new. Yeah. It, and, it, like, the, the abilities overall was kind of, like... I felt like wasn't handled. It was just kind of like explained for the sake of giving logic to it, yeah. but not dove into the mythology of it. No, not like, at all. You know what I mean? Like how he, how he got that. There's no source material behind that. It's just like, this is his power. This is what it does. Right. It's like, everybody's got a power. Yeah. He, this is his manifestation. of Yeah. It. yeah. Right, right, right. But, uh, yeah, that's nice. That's your number. That's your numero uno. Take a look at my fancies. Nice. For that karate movie that I've been waiting for. And that's what a number one should be, is what tickles all your fancies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And it had fatalities, finally. Proper fatalities. The old ones, not so much. Because they were going for PG-13 ratings. Yeah. Over here, they're like, we're going to kill motherfuckers. The first five minutes, you see 700 people die. Which is great. <laughs> awesome. So that was actually the third movie I watched with a full surround sound Soundbar system. Ooh. So it was definitely enjoyable. Just, again, I had gripes based upon source materials. Yeah. But, yeah. That was wow. Right. That was a fucking solid top ten from all of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wild Card City. And not I a think, lot of the same. Not a lot of the same. I no? think last time we had running bets, right? Yeah. Where we'd have similarities. I think I got closest. And I, th- I think you did, actually. Or at least I won one of the categories. Yeah, yeah. And but, I, I was just going to say, it goes to show... The movies that we all had on our list are some of the better ones. Yeah. So if we were to make a top 10 based upon all of our top 10s, you know, I think the fact that we had movies that had all of us on the list. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man, Ghostbusters. Spider-Man, Ghostbusters. Um, if we go with honorable mentions. Suicide Squad. It'd be Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yep. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Black Widow. Nobody saw Eternals, huh? No. You nope. didn't see Eternals. You didn't see Eternals, uh, right? Will and- Dan said it was just bad news bears, and it was just like a, here's a bunch of money, here's a bunch of people to try and get you to go watch this movie. Yep. Yes, it wasn't, I understood it, I understood what they were trying to do, I understood how they were trying to adapt the Eternals, didn't like any of it. Okay. From what I heard from the Not rumors, bad- the end credit is what would sell me. The end credit scene. Yeah. Okay, that was the... Maybe I was wrong, but... With the guy from the boy band showing up? Lance Bass? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there is a a guy from one of the popular boy bands who shows up as a very popular cosmic Marvel character. Like... A real boy band or a Marvel Universe no, boy band? No, a real boy band. Harry Styles? Yes. Shows up No, this as... is not, not the one I was talking about. Okay. So Harry that Styles... That would get me to see it. <laughs> Harry Styles shows up as Eros, who's also known as Star Fox, whose ability is basically enchanting people with love. Okay. Well, and, and being like a, like a like a Don Juan, so to speak. And he's also Thanos' brother. Oh, okay. So... That's how they tie together. But he's ultimately very handsome, whereas Thanos is hideous. And there were two Stark brothers in this movie. That would get me to see it. 
Well, Stark in the snow. Holy fuck, you're right. Yeah. So that's the funny thing about that, too, is that Game of Thrones, like, the um, Jon Snow character is, like, marginalized so hard, even though he is a significant character in the Marvel Universe. Are they world-building the Eternals? Like, is that what this was, was like an introduction, and then we're going to see a lot more of them? A little bit. How much more will Angelina be involved with? A lot. Okay. A lot, lot. If they, this if, is a woman who was going to retire from acting. Mm-hmm. And then Maleficent came and she's like, my daughter loves this character. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So she's in the Disney hooks. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, between Maleficent and this, this is all she's going to be doing. I bet. Yeah. She'll hey, make a good money, living. Yeah. If you yeah. get the money, why not? Exactly. But no, mine referenced the Mah- Maharbali Sheila's uh, blade. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marshal Ali. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, Can't wait for that he one. shows up in the, yeah, he shows up in as the end. Just his voice. Yeah. Yeah. Shows up at the end. Um, going back to a little bit to world building in the Sony world, Morbius, Michael Keaton. Are we seeing his character from Spider-Man? Yes. It so, is. He's continuing that one. So he is playing Adrian Toomes, who is the vulture from Spider-Man. And that's the one thing that everybody was misconceiving is like, oh, well, Morbius is in the MCU. Well, no, the Sony MCU is still right. separate. Yeah, even though we saw Tom Hardy. Got it. We I, I understand that, and I understand But that. the only reason why Tom Hardy came over was because... <laughs> hilarious. He flashed over. What's that? The Tom Hardy end scene. And oh, you, yeah, yeah. And great. you haven't seen Ted Lasso yet. Right? Or no, Either no, of you no. seen Ted Lasso? No. The no, bartender yeah. is a soccer player on so that I, show. I heard that uh, Ted Lasso is, like, fucking phenomenal. It is. It absolutely is. I need to is. watch it. But I'm not a soccer fan. Does that matter? Not a whole lot of soccer. It's really about the characters. Okay. I might have to start Ted Lasso. The first season is very much the plot of Major League. Oh. Oh, okay. Very much the plot of Major League, except she's not a widow. She's a divorcee, the owner of the team. Okay. And her ex-husband, it's his baby, so she wants to destroy it. Oh, okay. That's how Ted Lasso, a college football coach from the United States, gets the job Roped for in. a British soccer team because okay. she doesn't believe in any of his abilities. Are, are we getting nice guy, positive Jason Sudeikis, or womanizing Jason Sudeikis? 130% positive. That's all Ted Lasso is, is he's positivity. He's a nice guy. Yep. Like, he doesn't like womanize. Nope. He's not. He's not his character from Horrible Bosses. Nope. Because that's the funny thing with Jason Sudeikis is either you're getting the Horrible Bosses character or you're getting what it sounds like the Ted Lasso character or from the, the guy. 30 Rock character. The 30 you know, Rock the wholesome character. Guy. No, he is, right. it is Midwest wholesomeness, positivity, except season two, there's an introduction of a therapist character, and we start to see a little bit of that wall get broken. Oh, so he starts to get a little bit of a mean streak? Yeah. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Um, well, it, more self-reflection. Why is he always so positive? Ah, uh, okay. So they delve into his psyche yeah. a little bit. Uh, are they half-hour episodes? Yep. Highly bingeable. Highly bingeable. Highly bingeable. Highly bingeable. Yeah. Okay, so uh, in just looking ahead to my weekend, last weekend I literally burned through all of Only Murders in the Building. Yep, that's what I did. I can, last weekend? Yeah. And Are you serious? Season, <laughs> season one is 10 episodes. Well, season like two Friday. is 12 because it yeah, became yeah. an Emmy darling. This oh, is, okay. you're looking at the new Shit's Creek. Okay. Because Shit's Creek became an Emmy darling at the end there. This one starts off as an Emmy darling. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's really about the characters. There's a little bit of soccer here and there. Okay. Absolutely. I'm going to have to check it out. That might be my binge this weekend is uh, Ted Lasso. I know it's on the, it's on the itinerary here in my brain. (laughs) The Game of Thrones shame nun is the woman who runs the organization. Oh, shit. Hannah Waddingham. That's where she's from. Interesting. Yep. Okay. The lady who's knocking the bell going shame. Yep. No shit. Yep. That's interesting. I like that. And there's uh, there's some sexy ladies in there too. Well, I was just gonna for say for a male soccer team, there are some sexy ladies. So in there. you did mention that it was like a lot like Major League. Mm-hmm. And one of the defining moments of Major League is when Sean Young, who is the owner of the Cleveland Indians, because she's like a sexy it's not female, Sean Young. Sean Young was didn't play the uh, the widow. Well, they had the bit in the movie where. They every time they yeah, won, yeah. they peeled off something so she was naked. She's very similar to Sean Young, but it's it's not her. Okay, but does she but bring the hotness like Sean Young did then? She's a hot lady. I'm in. 
She sings. She this, oh. Hannah Wanningham can actually sing too. Zoltskis. I'm in. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but it's not. It's not known to the team what her plan is, except for one character who's kind of her lackey. And do we know it as a viewer? Do we oh, know? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we're in on the, yeah. on the she thing. Tells, we're on the know? She tells one lackey that this is what her plan is. Okay. okay. Uh, so we have this context that they're wor- that we are knowing that they're working towards that the other main characters are working against. Yeah. Terrific. I'm in. Yeah. But I'm as in. you watch the whole thing, the whole season one, no, even knowing her plan, you can tell that she has an affection for the soccer players. Oh, okay. She's very, and like her, her motives behind it only get juiced up every time her ex-husband shows up in her life. Ah, okay. So you see her like she's starting to get affectionate towards Ted Lasso and the co- the coaches and the soccer players. Then her husband shows up, fucks it all up, and it's all she's reactive. back to... Destroying the team. Gotcha. Interesting. I like that. I yep. like that she's like kind of like a fair weather villain where it's like, oh, okay, like, you know, we can warm up to you. And then, oh, nope, she's bad again. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because Ted Lasso actually, Ted goes through some personal things in his life in season one because um, he's away from his wife. He moved like so, across the yeah. lake. Yeah. Um, and it turns out they were kind of on a separation basis anyway. Okay. So, yeah. So there's things happening in his personal life where she shows up and supports him and you're like oh okay and then the ex-husband again shows up acting like a douche because it's anthony stewart head is the ex-husband oh dude and he giles is, from fucking giles Buffy? is phenomenal what? as the douchebag ex-husband that's awesome i gotta fucking watch this yeah. now yeah Holy absolutely shit. yeah a lot of people are telling me to watch ted lasso and uh because i'm not i mean i used to watch soccer when i was a kid not so much now. Um, that kind of kept me away from it. The I X watched, of D yeah. was a soccer fan. I watched the uh, World Cup. That's it. Yep. Yeah. I was just the World Cup. Just the World Cup. And of it. course, even if you're not a soccer fan, Ted Lasso, a football coach learning soccer. British soccer, you're kind of him. You're, because so they're you're along you. for the ride in yeah, that regard. Because you're learning all the terminology that they use over there and how soccer, like the offside rule in soccer is fucking complicated. But it's explained several times what the offside rule in soccer is. <laughs> um, I think out of this whole podcast, the two takeaways I have is that I should probably watch Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And watch fucking Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh, yeah. Highly recommend it. Yeah. I recommend that Western for you. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to watch that. What was it called again? Uh, the Harder They Fall. It's on nice. Netflix. You got Ghostbusters to take away. Yeah, what are you guys going to be taking away from this? Uh, I didn't write them down. I did. Hold on. Let's pull it up. I highly recommend the beta test. You guys really the need to watch test. that. The beta, beta, beta test. Thank you. Beta test and Werewolves uh, Within. That was Werewolves from In. Uh, yours is Boss Level. Oh, definitely watch Boss and Level. Yep. that Breaking News one. Breaking News in Yuba County. It's yeah, just yeah, dark comedy. And again, for a dark comedy, very little survivors. That's what I want in a movie. Including Wanda Sykes. Yuba County? Yuba. Uh, Y-U-B-A, and it should still be on Hulu. Y-U. I spelled it with a Q. Cuba County. Um, I also highly recommend Last Night in Solo. Last yes. Night in Solo, Last if you guys Night haven't Solo. watched Thank you. Did either of you watch uh, Gunpowder Milkshake? No. Nope. No. So that and Kate are on yeah, my... That, yeah, that's on my list that I have. Are on my list because they both seem like they are female assassin movies. And Jolt. Jolt's on there, too. What about that Jolt? 355? Is that... that f- this year. That's a this year. That's oh, this okay. year. That might be on next year's list. <laughs> looking at that cast, that's on next year's list. Sexy ladies. Oh, so the whole cast. Whole cast of sexy ladies. Action thriller. Yeah. Um, swept under the radar. So I'm curious about it. I'm going to watch it. I'm hoping it's, it's not on, bad. It's on my list to watch. Yeah, yeah. This that'll, weekend. that'll probably end up on next year's list, yeah. or at least an honorable mention. Yeah, probably going to be in my top ten. <laughs> no, <laughs> not going to lie. Knowing who's in there. Sexy ladies. Well, knowing yeah, who's in there. Probably it's end about, up in there. Probably up in there. I'm almost curious. I can't even think of 2021 movies. Or no, sorry, 2022 movies I've seen so far. I have nothing. That I'd say are contenders. I thought I had like Being the Ricardos, which I watched on Amazon. It was cute. It didn't, make, it didn't even make an honorable mention. Uh but I think that was a 2021. I think it was the tail end of 2021. Okay. Yeah. So and that, that's the other thing too. It's like, they're so, no, I saw that 355 on the plaques. I was like, Oh man, that's this weekend. <laughs> that's yeah. a this year movie. I'm, I'm looking here. It's like, oh, that's the other problem too. Is like I said, I've been watching a lot of, uh, been mostly TV, most TV of stuff. Yeah. Like, like book of Boba Fett. 
Um, watch that. It's on my list. Yeah. I watched How I Met Your Father. How's that? Any good? It's okay. Not as good as the original, though. Definitely right? not. There's uh, <laughs> you definitely can't say things that they used to say in the original. But uh, it's a weekly thing on Hulu. Um, they have some ties to the old show. Yep. Whereas two of the kids are in the apartment that Ted and Marshall had. But they spend oh. more time outside of the apartments. But you know that they live. You know it's that apartment. Yeah. Okay. Um, then they had the past episode. They did the reference of have you met blah. Oh, they bring that gag back? They bring the little gag back, yeah. Um, have interesting. Have you met Ted? Tell me about La Brea. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I see that you watched pretty much yeah. the majority of it, and I wasn't sure. I like the Natalie Zia's. I think yeah, she's yeah. the hotness. Yeah. So that's part of what wanted me to, uh, you know, check I that out. It. I liked it. I kind of went in being like, ah, I don't know what this is. Let me check it out. I was like, dinosaurs. Awesome. Nice. But you enjoyed it? I enjoyed it. Nice. I'll have to actually eventually get around to it. But yeah, I couldn't even tell you what's on my 2022 yeah. list so far. So for TV, I've had... La Brea, which I enjoyed. Uh, Animal Kingdom, which I've Animal watched. Animal dope. Um, the Murder Mysteries in the building. Only there. Murders in the Building, yeah. Watch that. There's a couple other random things that I just plowed right through. Yeah. Especially now that I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get to stop doing the rewatches and start going into the... the yeah. that is, is on the list to do for the oh, I watched, stuff. I uh, watched Loki and uh, Winter yeah. Soldier. I watched both of those back to back. So, uh, of the two, did you have a preference? I enjoyed yeah, let's Winter Soldier more than Loki. More than Loki, I liked Loki more. Mine was my of the four: WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye, Winter Soldier. So, you haven't watched Hawkeye yet. So, Hawkeye was my number one. It, actually, Hawkeye and Falcon Sol- and Falcon and Winter Soldier can be interchangeable. Okay, so Hawkeye was my number one. Loki was my number two. WandaVision was my number three, and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was my number four. Even though I thought I would have liked that one the best, I liked it the least. Yeah. I like how uh, it was very heartwarming. Like, I didn't expect... Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah. Yeah. I did not expect that at all. Yeah, yeah. I expected, like, the kind of action comedy that they show in the previews. He's like, oh, well, you have wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Uh, it was more of like, oh, ouch. Yeah, yeah. The, the, The familial... Bond yeah. between Falcon and his sister and all that stuff. Uh, going for a bank loan, I thought was awesome. Um, what, the, what was the other good thing about that the one? The throwback to the old Cap. The old Cap throwback was fucking great. And then they put him, they give him a statue. I was like, oh my God, stop that. I'm going to cry. <laughs> well, I thought that was stop. one of the funniest. And then there's Rogers the Musical. Well, that was one of the funniest things of uh, No Way Home is that they wanted to give the Statue of Liberty a shield. And it was the big yeah, battle yeah. of No Way Home. That you see the shield drop, yeah. right? Which is great. Um, was, oh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. My favorite part of the movie was Winter Soldier having that relationship with the Asian father. Mm-hmm. That you later find out that twist at the end. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah. fucking awesome. This guy is so guilty about this thing that he took it out of his his day every, to day, every day to go do this thing with yeah. this guy. Because he he's felt guilty about it yeah. about it he's like bullshit I thought that was fucking great. I was like god damn like I said just fucking the heart rips at the end yeah, yeah. like yeah. the two so good two last episodes I was like my god and even uh, the Carl Lumbly stuff the uh, old black the old super cat. soldier yeah the old cat yeah yeah the old super soldier that was fucking great too yeah. that was a great yeah, that's what, that's what I was that's plot what plot I was plot. referencing of the old cap was yeah. um. The, the black guy. The black guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, But even like the you know Steve Rogers stuff was like... Oh, yeah, the yeah. The few references they gave yeah, to yeah. him was like... I was like but oh, it was okay, more of like him. the old black cap that I was yep. mainly yep. like, oh my God, so, heart just rips. I know, right? And that was the best part too, is that that was a really good and controversial series. Because at the time in Marvel Universe, when they put out the uh, Isaiah Bradley um, Truth, Justice, and the American Way, or whatever it was called. No, uh, Black... Red, white, and black. Yeah. It was called The Truth. It was really about the first super soldier. And it wasn't Steve Rogers. It was Carl Lumbly's character, Isaiah Bradley, who was part of the Tuskegee Airmen. Yep. And they were saying, oh, well, we took these African-Americans and we tested on them 
back then, and, and that actually one created survived type of thing. Yeah, and, and that that created the real Captain America before there was a Captain yeah. America. My bladder's about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> so let's wrap this shit up. Yeah, man. We'll save it for the 2022 list. Uh, <laughs> next time we'll meet again. <laughs> and until we meet again, thanks for joining. You hear me spitting out a poisonous ink I'm poisoned to think what I can do when I'm on the brink A back to the wall, a villain when I'm ready to brawl I'm killing, it's really, it's silly how I'm messing with y'all Speaking, it's easy, you see me coming through in the clutch now Duck down, profound sounds, dropping like touchdowns Cursing in verses like missing persons, you never find it Go and rewind it a second time if you need reminded But shit, a contradiction might better define it I'm grinding and sharpening the talent instead of bitching and whining Culture refining, the perfect pressure to press a diamond It's in your time and not what you wear when you say you're rhyming as far as i'm and i'll never make it to raise an island call me an island i'm solitary in my confinement forget my elegant eloquence while i'm relevant carefully dismantle your status just for the hell of it heavy like an elephant desolate while i'm reckoning strictly just for the benefits evident in my devilment and now the residents fear the presence of melanin malevolent supremacists speaking venomous sentences forget the precedent get a taste of your medicine a tranquilizer dart to your face embrace the sedative